Welcome back to the one and only Minnesota Sports Podcast, the number one. We left off with the start of the Twins talk. And to start off, we I want to talk about Miguel Sano being reinstated by the Twins. Sam, I don't really know much about Miguel Sano. I know he's played a big part as a pitcher, I believe. But... <laughs> I don't know, no. man. I'm not. I'm not that I hope, I hope you're joking, Ray. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm, though. What does nice he play? Like probably first base. He started as a third baseman. Third and baseman. Then you're wrong, too, man. We tried <laughs> to move him to corner outfield, and that didn't really work because he doesn't yeah. have much range. So yeah. now he's mostly a first base uh, designated hitter. Uh, what are you saying now, huh? Okay. Okay. So. First of all, what what was his injury? Because he he was rehabbing. He he had a hard time playing with it. Um, so he, I believe, he tore his meniscus. Ooh, which is tough. yeah, it's a pretty severe injury. He was on the sixty day IL. Yeah. So he's just coming off of it now. Okay, and what do you, did he play against the like against the Brewers in the first or second game? I know he played the first game on Tuesday, uh, which was July 26th. Yeah. Now it's his first game back from his rehab assignment. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do he didn't do well in the game. He didn't get a hit. I think he struck out a couple times, which is his mo throughout <laughs> his career. Uh, he has tons of power, like he can hit it out of any stadium. But uh, the strikeouts are going to be there too. He strikes yeah. out just as much as he uh, hits a home run. So, yeah. This, How is he a point nine three though? That's not great. That's a really bad batting average. There's <laughs> not really anything to explain it. He's just in April when he started uh, before he tore his meniscus, he just was in a really bad slump. Yeah, well, I think he only had five hits in the month of April yeah. and only one home run. So he wasn't even providing the power that we yeah uh, have him on the team for. Yeah. So this season just got off to a horrible start, and then he tore his meniscus. So there were rumors that we might uh, just release him altogether. Oof. But, yeah, it sounds like we wrote it out with him he, uh-huh. during his rehab assignment uh, to get back to the majors. He actually played really well. He hit 333. Uh, he had uh, a 795 slugging percentage, which is pretty high, with five homers, three doubles, and six walks in 12 games. But along with that, he also had 12 strikeouts. So he's hitting the ball all, all over the yard, but he's also striking out at least once a game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hitting the ball is pretty hard, but when you have a .93, that's, that's pretty low. And that's, that is something to keep track of as he continues his way back into the Twins lineup. Which isn't a given either. It's not a given either. Okay, I'm, I yeah, I, I read a little bit on on his his stint with Saint Paul Saints, and he was doing better for the Saints, but that's minor league. 
and that's a that's a big jump from the minors to the majors. So yeah, the Twins' offense this year, we have a lot of batters uh, getting quality playing time in our lineup. We've had some young guys finally be ready to play in the majors this year. Yeah, Jose Miranda for one. Uh, Kirloff has been playing lately. He's been playing pretty well. Uh, Kyle Garlic. Uh, yep. He he only plays when there's a left-handed pitcher on the mound, but he destroys left-handed pitching. Yeah. I, he His splits between left-handed and right-handed pitching are ridiculous. He yeah. destroys left-handed pitching, but is terrible against right-handers. Yeah. But we have a, a really good offense this year, so... Ooh. For Snow to make it back in the lineup, he'll have to, you know, raise that batting average to at least 200. Yeah. And then he's got to draw more walks and strike out less, which has been difficult for him in his career. So. For sure. Uh, I think that that's a that's a good segue for to talk about our pitching because. I tuned into the the Padres or the not the Padres. I tuned into the game against the Brewers last night, Tuesday, and it was tied six six, six six, top of the eighth. We were batting, and I was excited to see to see what's happening. You know, this is when it when you want to watch baseball, especially as like a casual fan like me. I'm just tuning in to see the Twins and hopefully they win, but. We weren't able to do anything offensively, and going into the bottom bottom of the eighth, it was it was tough. You know, there was there was a point where they had, I believe, bases loaded with two two outs, and luckily enough, we're able to force a pop fly. But knowing what happens into the ninth inning, it was I think it was two bases loaded only one out and it, they were able to do a sacrifice fly and win the game. Right there. That up? was a horrible throw. <laughs> no, like, hey, he man. was like, forward, he was getting ready. He was like, and, and then he just bombed that throw. Yeah. It was, it was bad. So on the end. What's up? It was a fun, entertaining game though. It was, it was definitely entertaining. My, my heart was beating as, as a Twins fan. But with the article I sent you earlier, Sam, um, let's let's go over it a little bit. I, I don't really know much about these guys that I sent you. But um, did you pull it up? I'm, like, trying to find it right now. Should have been prepared. Uh, I remember uh, it was uh, – was it a Sports Illustrator article? That was an MLB. MLB.com. Yeah. 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 So the trade was our move, a potential move that the Twins could make was trading for a couple of relievers on the Cubs, one being David Robertson and the other being Scott Efros. Yeah. Uh, for about four, four Twins prospects, uh, two top 10 prospects, and then a number 14 prospect and a number of 17 prospect in our farm system. So no one huge that we're expecting to be like the face of our franchise in the yeah. next few years. Yeah. But some pretty good prospects. Um, I know David Robertson has been a, a quality reliever for a long time. He was on the Yankees in the late uh, 2010s when they made it to a couple of uh, championship series. 
one of them they lost to the Astros during the cheating scandal. So you could argue <laughs> that he should have pitched in the World Series. But he's been a quality reliever for a long time. He has pitched in a lot of big spots. So I think he'd be a huge help to our team, especially a team that has a horrible earned run average in the late innings. Yeah. I believe we ranked 28th in baseball. Yeah. In ERA in seventh and eighth innings, which is what your bullpen comes in uh, to shut the game down at that point. And they're doing the opposite. They're blowing leads. They're yeah, sure. Uh, turning losses or making losses out of games that should be wins. Yeah. So yeah, we desperately need some help in the bullpen department. Yeah. Is there, is there I, a specific- I feel, uh, you know, Mr. Duran Duran, you know, he ran so far away. I think he's been stepping it up, you know, he, especially lately. I mean, he's, he's a prospect too, right? Yep. He's a rookie this year, which means he's been in the minors for couple of years before this and he's been our lone bright spot on the bullpen really he has a sub three era which is above average um i think he should be closing all of our ball games but um for some reason the philosophy we take is not have the same pitcher come in at the end of the game yeah which i don't really know why but he is a he's got uh pitches that move a lot he throws 100 plus miles an hour I, I saw he's that. got the highest strikeout rate in the major leagues. Ooh. So he's he's a legit pitcher. That's good. That's good. So can I ask one question real quick before? What does the whip mean? I've been trying uh, to out, you know, wild hit by pitch, innings pitched, wild hits, like walks, hits, inning pitched. Is that it? Walks, hits, innings pitched, or what is it? You're close, yeah. Uh, so whip is one of my favorite pitching staff because it's walks and hits per inning pitched. Wow. So it's the number of walks and hits that a pitcher gives up per inning on average. So you want that number to be below one. That's a really good spot to be. That means you're giving up less than one base runner in inning. Okay. Which that stat will actually come up later when I talk about uh, Joe Ryan, who's been one of our, uh, he's been our best starting pitcher for sure this year and probably uh, our lone bright spot in the starting rotation too. Yeah. Another question I want to ask about our, our pit, our bullpen. Is there a specific area that we struggle in? Is there uh, an area that we, we strive in or are we just struggling in general as a whole bullpen? We're just struggling in general reliever. Uh, relief pitchers is one of those positions where from year to year you can have really good like a pitcher can be really good and then the next year they're just bad for no reason yeah it's a really up and down position for most relievers yeah and this year we just happen to have uh, a lot of struggling relievers so yeah yeah um, as as a baseball yeah i'd say it's just a, a perfect storm of mediocrity yeah i mean for you as a baseball player like when you hit when you come into into the mat or not the mound the you know on on home home plate like getting ready to hit you kind of know what to expect for pitches but it's kind of consistent like you know what pitches are going to be coming as a pitcher it's kind of hard to like continue that consistency in my opinion, like I, I'm just I'm just blowing blown words into it that hoping 
that it, it's like it makes sense. You know, I don't really know that much about baseball, but that's why I'm that's how you I have a bit of a point. Yeah, that's um, I think so. Relievers are meant to pitch one or two innings at a time, and yeah. because of that, uh, they go all out every time they're out there. So, okay, so if their best pitch is a fastball, they're gonna throw you know 100 miles an hour almost every pitch. Okay, if their best pitch is off speed or a breaking pitch, and they're gonna lean heavily on that. So, as a hitter, in a sense, you do know what's coming, but uh-huh. also it's the pitcher's best pitch and it's hard to hit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's move into the Twins versus the Brewers and how they did. Of course, we talked about how they lost six, seven because of the bullpen. You know, that that bullpen was not able to keep us in the game as long as we needed to for the offense to catch fire. But today's game, Wednesday, we lost four to ten and it was it was tied when I tuned in. It was the, the top of the second but I had to continue work from lunch. And, you know, next thing I see, we lose four to 10, you know? So do you want to break that game down a little bit, Sam, how, how you saw it? Yeah. So the game started uh, in bottom of the first, the Brewers had a three run home run right away. So Chris Archer started the game for us. He struggled early. He only pitched three innings and he had six walks. Ooh. So yeah. he was yeah. putting a lot of base runners on, gave up the home run early. And then on the other side, the Brewers were starting Corbin Burns, who won the National League Cy Young Award last year as the best pitcher in the National Leagues. So, you know, facing a pitcher like that, you almost expect to lose because he's got such good stuff. Yeah. But in the second inning, we were able to tie the game at three. So he kind of washed out what Chris Archer did. Yeah. So it was 3-3 going into the fourth inning, I think. Yeah. And since Chris Archer was only able to go three innings, that means we're going to our bullpen in the fourth inning, which is something you never want to do, especially when you have a below-average bullpen like we do. (laughs) So uh, I believe Tom Cotton comes in. He walks four batters in a row. Yeah. So he loads the bases, then he walks in a run. And then after that, uh, they hit a sack fly. Give up another three-run home run to the same guy. So he's got two three-run homers in the game now and just blows the game wide open and makes it really hard to come back when you're down five runs to the nat- reigning National League Cy Young winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, that was – oh, man, 4-10. That's, that's tough, especially because we couldn't score once once we got that that tie. So hopefully it's we – yeah, hopefully it is deflating. I'm deflated right now just going through this podcast talking about it. They have been blowouts. You look at that White Sox series. Oh, for sure. For sure. We um, go to Detroit. We have some success. I, we had one game where it was back and forth with the White Sox, and I believe we blew them out. But our losses lately have been blowouts, and it must be our bullpen. Yeah. Our pitching. It's been late comebacks. Yeah. <clears throat> we had a couple walk-offs ourselves. Yeah. We've seen a couple walk-offs lately. Yeah. Um, you know, more more so into the future now. Let's uh, talk about this Twins and Padres preview. I'm actually excited for that because I'm going to be going to the Friday game. That's why I'm trying to 
get all the knowledge I can before before the game starts. I'm I'm gonna be talking all the smack over there in, in Petco Park. I'm I'm hopefully gonna be surrounded by a couple Twins fans, but I know San Diego has a big following in baseball, so they're gonna have a good turnout. But to go more into it, the Twins are first in the AL Central still. They have a nice lead uh, in that department. The Padres are second in the National League West, only behind the Dodgers. So that's not anything to be ashamed of. And looking at our records, we're similar. I believe with that, I should have put that down. We are now, after losing to the Brewers, we are now 52 and 46 compared to the Padres, 55 and 45. So we are similar in wins and losses. Um, to go over how how the Padres games have went, they actually went one and two versus Detroit going into this triple header weekend. Um, so that's something to look forward to, I guess. You know, we we were able to beat those guys three times in a row and they go one and two versus Detroit. The players to watch, of course, for us will be Byron Buxton and Luis Arise. I learned how to say his name correctly now. <laughs> and for the Padres, I don't really know much about him, but it's kind of easy to tell that Fernando Tatis Jr. is the, the dude to watch out for and Manny Machada. So, Sam, do you have any input to go go with that? Wait, can I, can I pop in here? For sure. So man. I've been noticing uh, Buxton has been hitting, you know, kind of cleanup duties lately. Uh -huh. Because, you know, he's been striking out. He's been homering. I mean, he's top. Last time I checked, he was fifth, I believe, in home runs. Yep, that's correct. But with, with his speed, and he was known notoriously for stealing bases, why isn't he batting first, second, getting on base, Yeah, and using his speed? That's where we need somebody like Sano to clean up where he is and he's that bat for cleanup you know like your cleanup is strike or home run strike out home run yeah and i don't know i'm just wondering for sam like why he's made that switch recently it's working kind of but his average is down too on base percentage down so there was a stretch for a while there where he was hitting leadoff it was he'd hit first and then a rise would hit second move him around and then correa would come up third our new shortstop and would bring them both in but I think I haven't paid as close attention lately but I think because Buxton is hitting so many home runs and we're lacking power in the bottom of the lineup I think by moving him to clean up you know a rise and Correa are getting on base and then Buxton is driving them in since he's been hitting so well so with the game trending towards power uh, I'm okay with his batting average being down you know if he's only playing like two out of every three games and he's still got 24 home runs, 25 home runs. You know, he he's hitting for a lot of power. And I think at this point in the season, having him hit fourth is more beneficial than having him hit first. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was always curious about that. Yeah. It's kind of tricky. If he, I, w I will say this, you brought up his speed. I wish he did steal more bases. You know, he's one of the fastest players in the majors. And I think, he could do more damage on the base paths than he does. 
Okay. And do you want to go more into the uh, Twins versus the Padres going into this weekend? Give me some ammunition because I, I, I hopefully I don't get beat up. But knowing my my loud self, especially um, in, in in enemy territory, give me some ammunition to to talk all that smack. <laughs> Four year old could blow on you and you would be beat up, buddy. So that's not <laughs> help this man out, please. Well, I don't know if I can give you a lot of help because I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres swept the Twins this weekend. Ooh. But just based on how we're playing, you know, Bailey alluded to this. We're we're getting beat up by the Brewers. We're getting beat up by the White Sox. Teams that aren't – they're good, but they're not the best in the majors. Yeah. They're teams that we should be uh, being competitive with and teams that we'll see, like, in the playoffs. And, you know, the fact that we're getting beat up by these teams is not a good indicator, you know, heading into September and trying to make a push for the postseason – on the flip side, the Padres are even better than the Brewers, and they're, they've actually missed Tatis Jr. for the whole season since he broke his wrist in the offseason. So they haven't even had their best player. Yeah, he in the offseason, he was in a motorcycle accident and broke his wrist. Oh, man. I remember that so dude. He has cool hair. He, he's got some cool hair. His dad <laughs> played in the majors. Yeah. He had over 40 home runs last year as a shortstop, yeah. which is uh, unheard of. I know he's and he's the dude in San Diego. He's got a lot of speed too. He's he's definitely the face of their franchise. Yeah. How about Manny but Machado? Manny Machado has picked up the slack for the Padres this year. Yeah. He, he's always been a good hitter, but this year he's really gone off. He's in the MVP consideration, I would say, the conversation in the National League. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, he's hitting he's hitting two ninety nine. He's got sixteen home runs. Yeah. Fifty four RBIs. He leads his team in most offensive categories. Wow. And uh, he plays great defense at third base, too. He's won two gold gloves. He's made some highlight reel plays that have been plays that people have talked about for years. So uh, for transitioning to players to watch, he's definitely the player to watch for the Padres. Yeah. He makes their team go. He's the best player on their team with Tatis out. Uh For the Twins, here's your ammunition. If they're going to win a game, it'll be Friday when Joe Ryan... Mm, that's what I'm talking about. That's where I'm going. <laughs> so, Joe Ryan has been a, a great pitcher for us this year. He, his first nine career starts in the majors, his whip, like we talked about before, the whip, okay. and hits per inning pitched, was 0.74, which was the lowest through nine career starts since 1901 in Hall of Famer Christy Mathewson. Wow. That's so, years. Hardy. He is the real deal. He he's got a sub three ARA. He's okay. seven and three on the season. He's got a lot of potential. The one knock on him that I have is that he can't go deep into ball games. He usually comes out in the fifth or sixth inning, okay. sometimes in the fourth inning. So as a team that is looking at making the playoffs, we need a starter that can go six, seven, eight innings routinely and yeah. save our bullpen. What's his name? Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan. Okay, that, that's pretty good name to remember. So we say that again. When's the last time we've had somebody able to go that deep into a game? Like you got the Carlos Santana, maybe. Johan Santana. Johan. 
Oops. Um, <laughs> we had uh, Barrios. He was our ace for a while, and then oh, we yeah. traded him to the Blue Jays. I think um, two um, years ago. Okay, so um, he was young too. Yep. Yeah, Rios I'm excited to. I'm excited to watch that game and see Joe Ryan. Good thing I picked Friday because Saturday, Sunday are off for me. I'll be on duty. So I'm excited that if we do have a chance to win any games from from Sam's perspective, uh, I'll be there. But before we go into the the next episode, the Padres just lost to the, the Tigers and went one and two against them. And we were able to sweep them. I know we, we can't compare because it's all about how each team plays against each team. But thinking about it, you know, me not knowing that much about baseball, like we should have a pretty good chance and not like not have that, like having the same record, not be swept, you know. So what? why why are you thinking we're, we're uh, swept like that? Let's start off with this, and I want to lead this into Sam. So we might have similar records. Yeah, but when you look at our division, yeah, our division bad. Okay, they just lost our division. That's fine. Everybody has week off weeks, you know, off series. It is what it is. But our division's rough. We talked about Detroit, the White Sox. They have not been living up to where they could potentially be. Uh huh. Padres are playing a lot stronger teams. And when we're taking these losses, like Sam said, to these mediocre or below mediocre teams, that is what's frightening. And yes, our record shows we're good and we're leading our division, but I'm worried about the playoffs. Yeah. Minnesota, we go into the first round and lose. Yeah. Long picture. And uh-huh. I don't know, Sam can piggyback off of that. I just, our division has been rough this year. Yeah. So- yep. We've definitely benefited from a weak division. Um, you know, our record is 52 and 46, which would actually be sixth best in the American League. <laughs> so with the new playoff format this year, we would actually be the worst team in the American League in the playoffs. So this year, three wildcard teams will make it. And all three wildcard teams have a better record than we do in Toronto. Seattle and Tampa Bay. So yeah, we've benefited from a weak division and also the Padres are missing their best player. They've missed them the whole season. So their record could be even better than what it is right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going into the Friday game a little deflated after that, but hopefully we can, we can sneak a sneak it up. Oh, don't worry. I'm I'm still going to make all the noise, especially rep in Minnesota over there. I'm going to have my polo looking like a coach from, from outfield, from right field. So trust in Joe Ryan. Joe, Joe Ryan. Get us at least one win. That's the guy. All right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward one to who has first names. You got to trust them. Exactly. <laughs> Joe Ryan for, for Friday MVP. Let's go. So before we go into the next segment, we are going to wrap this episode up. Um, we're going to be talking about the wild and the free agents, free agents we can hopefully sign and the upcoming schedule release. So please, if you'd like, join us. If you don't like, hey, still join us. That'd be great. Uh, 
But to the next episode. You gotta join us. Come <laughs> on, we're talking about the man bear pigs. Woo! Let's go, baby. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you later. A rich man's world.